you grew up in the straight edge, like hardcore scene, like your uh-huh. band was grouped in with those people. And yeah. we talked last time about involuntarily, like, involuntarily, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, and you were always, and me and you talked about how we hated hardcore dancing, yeah. you know, the punching and kicking shit. And right. you were always, always diving into the crowd with your bass and fucking people up with it, <laughs> which I loved. I, I definitely, <laughs> with yeah. you, had yeah. a disdain for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's turn this into a karate studio. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Welcome. So here we are. Welcome, Mike. I appreciate you coming back again, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, so full disclosure, we did a podcast uh, a week ago. Uh, tried to bang a couple out because Jay is gone in Cabo. And of course, I get home and the audio is fucked somehow. So here we are. You're kind enough to come back and we're going to rerun it, I guess. You know I what like I mean? So we'll see. Yeah, I know. It's, it's nice hanging out at least, you know? Hell yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I do appreciate you coming back middle of the day on a Monday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what is going on, dude? It's been a while. Um, since we last talked on uh, our last inter our podcast, uh, not last week, but before. Yeah. Um, I've got I just keep making music. That's like mm-hmm. what I love to do. I uh, can't outrun it. And I got another single coming out, but. In addition to that, that's cool. That's coming out on February, whatever it is, 21st, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a Tuesday. Owl Acid, by the way. Owl is Acid. the group. Yeah. Fucking it, amazing. It's like the Project Brainchild because uh, it kind of keeps taking on different appearances. It's always me writing songs and then mm-hmm. kind of fleshing it out with either a band, right. different musicians, or just myself. I've been playing acoustic solo sets a lot lately. Right. Um, that affords a lot of... Uh, chances and experimenting live which i i really like to do but uh yeah in addition to this song coming out i feel really stoked because um i've got i've kind of finally figured out with a buddy uh john at archive studios how we're gonna kind of him and i are gonna tackle putting out a lot more music oh okay and um we're going to be working on some new stuff mm-hmm. uh, next week together, and I feel pretty pumped about that because him and I have a really good working relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you guys have been friends a long time. Friends a long yeah. time, so it really just feels like a hangout, but yeah. at the same time, we're going to be getting a lot of cool shit done together. And and he's up here, correct? He's in Ventura. He's in Ventura. Archive. Archive. A-R-K-I-V-E. Um, he, he definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah. And uh I feel I always feel privileged to work with him. Yeah, man. I mean I've known him a long time, him and his brother Jeff. Uh so just to kind of recap, me and you have known each other for years and years. We talked a little bit about the last podcast. Yeah. You were in a band called Bleeding Kansas. I was in a band called God Shaped Void or Drones, many different iterations, I think, back in the days. But this is early two thousands, late nineties possibly. You know right. I mean? It was way back, you know, when we started playing together. It was right around there. Yeah. 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 So you've been playing music a long fucking time, dude. Right. But it's cool to see the Al Acid shit. Um, you know, a lot of us 
as we get older, you know what I mean? You just can't fucking do it. You know, you're either chasing that dragon mm-hmm. to be the touring guy, the touring musician, or you're fucking, you know, or you're not, you know what I mean? And it's just, it gets to the point where it gets really goddamn hard to keep everything moving. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, but you've always been pretty creative as far as the music stuff goes. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, I've always felt like kind of direction, musical mm-hmm. direction was not a problem in the regard that it, ideas come strong for right. sure. The hard part is keep, especially like you were touching on this day and age, mm-hmm. it's just keeping a band together. It's impossible. It's crazy. <laughs> it's really hard. And back in the day, like when we were younger and when we met and we were playing mm-hmm. shows together, it was so easy. I know. Right? Everyone just showed up. <laughs> know, you just, yeah. oh, what's the next show? Great. See yeah. you there. Like, no problem. Now it's like a million excuses. Oh, yeah. Or um, if it's not that, it's legitimate, like, people being busy. Like, yeah. You know, and I, like, got a wi- I got a wife. I got a kid. I got a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or just trailing off and, like, music's not as important to you anymore. I right. have a few friends like that where it's like... They were like the songwriters back mm-hmm. then, and now they're like, meh, fuck yeah. music. It's like, what? Dude, how can you say that? Yeah, it's weird, because I'm I'm almost there right now. Like, mm-hmm. not not that I want to say fuck music, but mm-hmm. um, I go through spells, and it's usually kind of, I don't know if it's self-driven or what, but I, I get, I dry out, dude. Like, I, I literally am, like, creatively tapped out with music right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because I'm I'm in tongue, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And we've had many conversations where my band, uh, we all understand. Three out of four of us are dads, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and life is fucking life, and we're not out to do the thing, you know. We're just right. happy to play music. Sure. But I do write a lot of it, an mm-hmm. eighty, ninety percent. And I get I like I've gone through a th- two or three spells in my life where I am creatively tapped you know what i mean does it just work out that way that you tend to write most of the music or do they bring things to they you? All, they all bring shit to the table but yeah, yeah. i write the main backbone of mm. everything yeah that's a big responsibility you know? for sure like yeah i i don't know i it, it does feel different for sure when i'm like oh yeah i got this song i'm gonna work this idea out and record it and blah 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 and i can work at my own pace mm-hmm. it does feel different than when you have like a band showing up because I've also been in this position where it's like they're showing up once a week or some during the whole uh, 2020, 2021 yeah. debacle. It was like we were practicing two times a week. Right. And sometimes it's like, all right, yeah, well, we know fucker. that set. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. next? What Let's now? get some yeah, more songs. Totally. And that when you have to write at a uh, almost like a, a pace that keeps people interested. Right. That's definitely that felt kind of like a lot of pressure sometimes it's daunting right yeah and and my whole perspective i've talked about this a couple times on the podcast is um my whole perspective on music has changed as far as putting out records putting out albums mm-hmm. it's just not the same anymore dude mm-hmm. and it's not gonna be you know what i mean yeah it's, it's just not gonna be the same because sure. when you're not a band that's gonna be touring on a cycle you know what i mean um you're barely lucky enough to get in people's heads let it, with all the music out spotify streaming itunes all that shit mm-hmm. you can barely like i don't you can barely stay in anyone's mind right so mm-hmm. for me like a few years ago and this is kind of the beginning of tongue i didn't want to put out a record at all mm-hmm. i just wanted to do singles or put out a couple bangers a year 
And that's it. You know what I mean? Because you're, like I said, you're lucky enough to get in two songs on a podcast or on a fucking playlist. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's really hard to make cool videos if you can. Right. And then put out a couple bangers a year and just, and then the consistency will be there. You know what I mean? Sure. But even with that, you know, with three kids and a wife and a full time job, you're like, God damn, dude, that's even fucking hard. It's a full plate for sure. (laughs) It really is, you know? Yeah. Um, How are you, how are you, are you compelled to write all the time? How does your writing process start? Music? Uh, instrument or lyrics or a combination of both? Um, I try to keep my guitars just where I can always access grab them. them and grab them and pick them up and work out an mm-hmm. idea. Um, but it's usually just me like sitting there when I get a chance to play because, yeah, I got kids and I'm, yeah. you know, I'm bu- busy doing life. And right. uh, so if I grab a guitar and I'm just sitting there and I play and I jam out some ideas and it's just kind of like it's just jamming, like playing mm-hmm. to whatever. Just zoning the, out, you know, zoning yeah. and stoning yeah. out, just kind of yeah. like <laughs> to whatever the vibe is of the morning, that how the curtains are letting the light in and that kind of stuff. Right. And then from that, usually it's something where I'm like, mm, I should work on that a little more, maybe record it on my phone just to retain the idea. And then, uh, yeah, and then when as I slow, it's really like as I get, as I can come back to that guitar, I can keep working out more of those ideas. Mm. And then at some point, I take it to the garage and then flesh it out by just putting a microphone out and playing all the yeah the parts. And then um, this time, this last time, and a few times before, but this last time, uh, we had a very synthesized process. But I took the tracks mm. to John Swaven, and then he mixed it mm. and kind of ran it through like proper things, and then mastered it. And it it, it just it felt nice. It felt like legit. Sure. But, yeah. um, it like yeah. legitimized the, do you found that it lit yeah. a little more fire under your ass to like work on the things? Yeah, definitely. Because it's like, you see the possibility of like, wow, you know, even though I don't really know what I'm doing, uh, production wise or engineering wise, I'm just like accomplishing the demo in my garage. Mm-hmm. When I'm done with it, it's all there. What I like, but it sounds in my head like uh, because of my lack of skill in like recording, mm. it sounds like instruments are competing for attention. Mm. And so when I take it to John, he knows how to just find that space with yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, sense. oh God, yeah, yeah it all yeah. opens up. It, and are you, when you're demoing, do you play everything? Like you do drums and you do the yeah. whole thing. Okay, so mm-hmm. you do all you because you've always been a multi instrumentalist. Yeah, right? as far as I've known, you know, mm-hmm. my my forte is piano but everything else kind of followed that oh really i didn't know you played piano like that was what you did before Uh uh-huh my parents when me and my brother each turned six Uh my parents uh started us with classical piano oh really so it was like that for the goal was to go 10 years and then you get this thing called a paderewski award but we only went like six or something because by our teenage years we talked them out of <laughs> you're the fucking done we're, yeah. we hated piano all growing <laughs> yeah, yeah, up i can it, see that it was just like a a way to miss skateboarding with our friends sure yeah. kind of like yeah. the oj simpson trial was a way to miss your favorite tv shows <laughs> yeah yeah you're fucking bummed you're yeah. like dude ninja turtles is on right now man do you think what he killed fuck? her though it's like i don't care my <laughs> yeah. fucking favorite show's not on. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's crazy man because the piano that's the one thing i i wish i did was learned the real basics of theory and music mm-hmm. you know what i mean and yeah. it's something i still don't know i still don't fucking know you know what i mean it's yeah, really yeah. weird dude it's i never really uh knew much about it until i was in my like 
late 20s, mm-hmm. I think. I, even though I like went through it with yeah. classical piano, I barely retained any of it. It was more you just really like, feel like that. I survived <laughs> ha- my teacher. I survived. Yeah, not getting like yelled at by my teacher. Yeah, yeah. And um, but it wasn't like interesting to me. Huh. I can retain things that are interesting to me. Right. But by the time I got to my late twenties, my brother introduced me to. He was like, "Let me let me show you theory," and I went to him actually for lessons. Oh, really? And my younger brother okay. was like, he opened that world up for me through like in six months. I understood what my teacher was trying to say sure. all those years. Yeah, yeah. That he just sense. had like a really refined way of spelling it out. Yeah. So that was awesome. And uh, then I, he was like, look, I know what you want to do. I see what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. This is what I think you're trying to say. And he kind of gave me the the understanding of the language. Yeah, it it's really – it just like in, – in one, in one part, it makes me – the way I write is very unique. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I write riffs that are weird and unique and they're fucking catchy. They're odd. They're catchy. Yeah. And I feel like a part of me, if I would have learned real music theory, it would have smashed it. Maybe. You know yeah. I mean? But knows? also now as a man, that's like totally stuck in a box. A lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, I have my, my basic few keys that I can really work in, especially because weird tunings. Uh-huh. Like it, it just, it, uh, now I'm like I should really sit down and start learning some shit. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's like a I hear you, and sometimes for even like I think when you're using theory, it's like you can get stuck in that box totally, and yeah. then it's like it's shit will sound too boring. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you call it? I guess synthesized again, sanctioned, totally. some kind of like it, it's uh, forced and cold, uh, contrived and cold. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Yigui Malstein. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we know he rips, we yeah. know he rips. He, he who wants to s- fucking hear it? Like totally. Some people do, obviously not me. Skill yeah. and technique is there, but as far as like, wow, I think the weirdness comes through when you kind of disrespect the rules mm-hmm. sometimes. And it's fun to know what the rules are, but you don't have to as long. And like, even like what you were mentioning with, not knowing theory, I feel like, yeah, it doesn't really matter for you and a lot of people like that understand. Uh, they have a good ear. They understand music. They sure. know how to vibe. They know grooves. They yeah. know they have good senses of musical direction, and they right. can write a catchy riff. So it's like that doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, if you get stuck in either box, it can be hard to get out. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, in your music, you know, Al Acid, it's it's. I'm not going to say it's druggy, but <laughs> it's definitely got some fucking psychedelic, you know, psychedelic folk country vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which it, on paper doesn't work. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you make it work very well, you know, and then there's and there's a handful of other bands and people that, you know, do that shit, too. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, uh, what I wanted to see was like. Because I never knew you as a psychedelic dude. Uh-huh. I always like back when we when we hung out. I didn't drink really. I don't think yeah. at the time, um, and you didn't. You weren't like a blithering alcoholic, but you grew up in the straight edge, like hardcore scene. Like your uh-huh. band was grouped in with those people, and yeah. we talked last time about involuntarily, like, involuntarily, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, and you were always, and me and you talked about how we hated hardcore dancing. Yeah, you know the punching and kicking shit, and right. you were always, always diving into the crowd with your bass and fucking people up with it, <laughs> which I loved. I, I definitely. <laughs> 
with yeah. you had yeah. a disdain for that. You like, know. let's turn this into a karate studio. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Come on. And we talked about playing at uh, the uh, the Kung Fu Corner back in the day. You know right. what I mean? Which was literally a karate dojo, right? Um, that we would play at. And you, who was who played on that show? I can't remember. Uh, we, bleeding. It was through? bleeding through. Right. Yeah, yeah. And this is before they got massive, right? Right. Yeah. yeah all that shit, dude. And we ate all their uh, <laughs> their food that they demanded on the rider. It was Red Bull pizza and yeah. watermelon, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. You guys we just went through, dro- pummeled yeah. it. <laughs> we went through it all. They got there and they're like, "Where's all our stuff?" We're like, "What? Really it's talk- a karate was- studio with food." <laughs> yeah, you were playing on the mats. Like <laughs> yeah. you'd play on the fucking dojo mats. Too. Yeah. Probably drum stool, fucking like marks in them and shit. You know, you know who mean? else played that show was Curl Up and Die, or, oh. or at least uh, we played there also with them. With them I yeah. think it was the same yeah. show, but uh, Curl Up and Die played there, and I remember yeah. being like, I had heard their music. Uh, I think it was unfortunately we're not robots. Yeah, I had which heard, is a great record. A, I really like that. It's record. a great album, and it yeah. was awesome at the time when it came out. It kind right. of like punched everyone in the head. Like, it really did. It yeah. was like whoa, whoa! Like there's so many things from the mastering at West West Side where mm-hmm. it was recorded at God City. The mm-hmm. style of it and the guy's like raw, 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 yeah, vocals like where it's cookie like monster shit. Obviously, yeah. you don't give a fuck if anyone knows what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they played there, and I had already kind of heard their music and was into them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm so stoked to see this band. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those like um, Icarus line kind of bands oh, in yeah. the regard that they came out and they were there to kind of like hurt people and yeah. fuck people up. Right, and I was like. What I I was up, up front and center like yeah I'm gonna be up right yeah. here I want to watch this band and I had to quickly get out of the way and that was always a bummer where it's like yeah I did pay for this fucking ticket yeah yeah and you don't you know now now you have to stand in the back while six guys fucking throw karate kicks at each other you yeah and I mean? you still might be too close yeah and it's it's a total bummer but uh the the reason I you know because I didn't know you as I mean I we all drank and we talked about endlessly about mm. you know you and Steve uh, Tobias. Mm. Um, uh, a band called Tobias Steve was in it. Big dude, the most fearless motherfucker. Yeah. I, I'm a thief. I Truly. thief. I steal shit. Still to this day, if I if I'm in Target, yeah, I'm buying a hundred dollars worth of shit. I'm stealing fifty dollars worth of shit. Right. It's just how it's going. Fuck you know? their social engineering <laughs> yeah. plan. But up. Steve was the guy that I watched walk out with a full entire cart of beer from Vons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. like just the, the the antics you guys would get into. But it wasn't until you know we lost connection for a long time, and then when we kind of reconnected, you had really adopted this like esoteric type of fucking yeah. vibe you know what i mean <laughs> which is which is great i mean because you were a pretty aggro dude like you weren't mean you weren't mm. like but you were an aggro fucking La, guy you i know had a I lot mean? of energy i still do yeah, yeah i think i've just learned especially with having kids like how to direct it more mm-hmm. um because back then it was like yeah just nowhere to point it right <laughs> so everything was a target yeah totally and um my my uh even though i wasn't maybe like as uh, refined with how I'm thinking of things mm. now, back then, I still back then have always, I always questioned everything and was very, uh, I was told I was rebellious. Right. Which I'm sure right. like you. Oh, yeah. I, you grew up in, a, it seems like a very accepting family. I did, yeah. Uh, and that's rad, but I'm sure outside of that, you felt all the heat. People yeah. like, what the fuck like yeah. look at this guy you know well it was weird because i was a dichotomy i grew up in a crazy 
biker house mm. like party animals fucking my mom was an incredible mom but we grew up around a lot of dangerous motherfuckers dude mm-hmm. and my rebellion was to literally go christian mm-hmm. so i had not on not only that i didn't dr- do drugs i didn't drink i didn't do any of that i believed in god right but i was also deeply into punk rock and metal mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. so when we started playing shows we were immediately outs outsiders so from every angle i didn't make sense i didn't make sense to the christians i didn't make sense to fucking punk rockers you know right. what i mean yeah and 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 i did i acted accordingly i would literally fucking try to like shock you know i mean mm-hmm. we would fuck shit up all the time you know yeah. we weren't like trying to hurt people but you know i was gonna fucking not go the way you thought i was gonna go every time you know right. what i mean it, it, i think that's important yeah to saturate yourself in whatever it is you think you need and then you kind of come out of that uh for me personally another thing like that mm-hmm. that i saturated myself in was alcohol right and still like climbing out of it where it's just like it, it's such a nasty habit that i want to fall into right but yeah not doing it is empowering um and i still let it in now and sure. then but I'm trying to be way more thoughtful about it and not mm-hmm. just like because there's nothing to do. If there's nothing to do, I'm doing it wrong. That's more like how I'm trying to see it. You right. know? Um it, At what point did you make that decision? Um I slowly made it. Yeah. I, I made it in slow motion. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Where every yeah. time it's like, I'm not fucking drinking again. And mm, then it's like yeah. then you slip back in and then it's like you know, and then after enough times of that, it's like, okay, I, I need to do something better. Right. And that was about last summer where I was like, okay, I'm going to really try working on myself. I think I was just like not feeling good. You mm. know, like my heart was racing a lot and I just, things were feeling weird to me. Things that like I never stopped to think about where right. I was like, damn, I'm getting older. And I was like, that while that may be true, that doesn't have to be some story that I just stick to and then accept sure a bunch yeah. of bullshit for myself right right um so yeah i i've just since last summer i've really been trying to kick my own ass in a lot of ways and um i think i've been like refining ever since like the days we met mm-hmm. i've always questioned things i've never that's the whole reason i i was so anti like religion back mm-hmm. back then not that i'm for it now but i was so anti religion back then outspokenly because I had, it had been pushed on me most of my growing up and the whole time I was just like, this doesn't even work for them. Right. Like for anybody. Was your family religious? My family, friends and like just even like because of how tight knit it was seeing Mm -hmm. the other people in the religion and their families and being friends with them and seeing how like, was it specific? Was it Christianity or? It was Jehovah's Witness. Oh, you grew up Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Wow. That's, and that's fucking oppressive, dude. Like, it, it's weird. It really shit is. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, um, a, it's a, pre- that's in it. Like, I don't condone it. Fucking religion. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't condone yeah. it. Um, but it, uh, and, and it's one of those like a knife behind your back kind of things mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Where it, it just doesn't feel right the whole time. It's very mm-hmm. fake. But anyway, um, that was something I had to think. I always kind of thought my was thinking this is BS, right. but I really thought my way out of it by the time I was able to choose what I wanted to do. What At what point did you realize it was bullshit? 
Like, do you have a moment or did it yeah. feel wrong always? There wasn't a specific <laughs> moment, but it was every moment growing up when <laughs> yeah. I would ask questions like, uh-huh. you know, and I couldn't get a specific answer. Oh, you can't. You'll never get one. Dude. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's always, and it's never like a conviction from someone's heart where they're no. like, like, if you ask me like, why should I drink water? Man, I could sit here for a long time and, you know, tell you what do you what... mean you don't want to drink water? Yeah. There was none of that with them. It was always like. Uh well let me look in my books in these books that this publishing company makes and I'll let you know what the answer is. It's like what the fuck like yeah come on. Yeah, I actually had it like one of my big realizations besides when I was in the church, you know, I got some pussy and now things were not making sense at all, right? And yeah. then I was like getting to the point where I was getting very deep into spirituality, like you know, I just really like the the things I felt during church during worship are things that have rarely ever been recreated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe right. like a neurosis concert or like when seeing like uh Godspeed you blank emperor, For like sure. that, that transcendental fucking mindset that like music can impose on people. Right? Yeah. When everyone has the same, um, uh, goal, essentially, you, you know? kind of forget you get you. That hive mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there, then there was like times where I would ask my pastor, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, and it just got to the point where I was like, you just have to have faith. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't cool. But when I was, when I was about 16 years old, I got my first job at this place called Barner Research. Uh Right. And it was dog shit. You had to give religious surveys over the phone to collect data for this guy named George Barna, who is a very prolific Christian writer. Okay. Right. And Uh I've started realizing like, this is an industry. This guy ran his own survey company right. to ask his own specific set of question, questions uh-huh. to create stats to argue points of who of God in this. You know, it was like yeah. so fucking set up. And, it, and I, it was like at that point, I was like, oh, this is fucked. He like, was like a YouTube to- commercial before they Essentially, existed. Essentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like we would, he would design Skip his own survey. questions yeah. that had no other answer besides I believe in God. You know what I mean? To Damn. create these stats for the, and he was very analytical Christian dude. Right. You know, and and like Yet it was not that allowing point. you to analyze no. by uh pigeonholing you into no. the answer. Plus you're cold calling people in Georgia yeah. and trying to get them to be on the phone for twenty minutes about a religious you know, right. <laughs> religious it was a fucking Come nightmare. in from the yard. Someone <laughs> wants like, to talk to you. And and I knew the televangelists and all that shit. The religion part of it was always bullshit. You yeah. know what I mean? Um but it, that was like one of the big turning points. I went, Oh, Mm-hmm. This is a fucking industry, you yeah. know what I mean? And the belief in spirituality, which is something I think you're you're very into, you know, sure, what I mean? yeah, you know, or the mind at least, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, you know, is is a big one, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with all that, you know what I mean? It, it's something we're all a part of, yeah. And yeah. how we interpret it, I mean, go for it, do your thing. Uh, right. It gets weird when people are like, "But I'll tell you exactly what it is." Oh yeah. And if you yeah. don't agree with me, you have some learning to do. It's yeah. like. That shit gets weird. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, man, I, I think everybody at some point, maybe some people it's not even till the deathbed, but everybody gets to some point where they're like, what is this actual reality? And I think there's a weird zoom outs where it, like you zoom out really far, usually not at will. Mm-hmm. And you get this like withdrawn feeling where you just sense that you're part of something bigger mm-hmm. and it's not just you and this little world where you oppose everything that you think is bigger and scary right, to you. Right. Um 
which is why I think people inflate themselves constantly because sure. it's like I'm not just this. Look at I'm all look at what I have here and look mm-hmm. at this and look at that. Like I'm not just this little thing. Right. And that uh infer- sense of inferiority, it's just all ego. It is it, it's all it's 90% ego. And we're just trying to like spirituality is I think the being down to wonder like what is this experience? Right. What is this? And I'm okay with lots of answers. You, you know, that's, that is kind of a spiritual quest. Yeah, there is no, there is no one, um, there's no one thing. And it, it, I actually had, I lost my uh, grandmother this year, well, or, or last year, and then I literally on Saturday just went to a funeral for my uncle. Uh, right um who passed and my mom has lost her brother and her mom within like fucking three four months of each other it's been a rough year for my yeah, mom but for sure. um it was so my uncle was a really nice dude to me mm-hmm. and there was many things that when i'm not going to get into the family dynamics but there was mm-hmm. many reasons to fucking think he's an asshole mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and 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 those things can be true you know what i mean the way in which you interact with your children your wives your ex-wives all that shit like you could be an asshole fucking hate you right you know but then when i go to his funeral there Mm -hmm. was over 200 plus fucking people that showed Mm -hmm. up and every one of them had a story about how this man had touched their lives and didn't you know what i mean and just it was such a massive um like it it was just a wild realization into my own life you know what i mean that Mm -hmm. that these moments are so fleeting these moments the interactions we have between our friends and our family and how you leave this fucking world right. is the only thing that will matter. Right. You know, the memory of the, of you to someone else is the only thing that's going to matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Touch it, it with love. You really have to, you know yeah. what I mean? And I struggle with that cause I'm an angry motherfucker. You know, if sure. you ask my kids sometimes, I'm not the nicest dude, you know yeah. what I mean? Or my wife or, same. or even some of the people that I love, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Um, I mean and, for myself, same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's just, it's like, it was a weird realization. I thought, and I had a long drive back because it was way out in, in Hesperia. And I just fucking like a couple points, like broke down. I was like, fuck man. Like, you really don't know who the fuck you're touching or mm-hmm. the effect you're going to have on a person when you're gone. You know what I mean? Right. And, and it just fucking made me kind of rethink my whole thing a little bit, which is good. You know, you need to check yourself every once in a while, you know, especially having kids like, right. You know, I, what, another thing that kids have made me think of, mm-hmm. it kind of dovetails perfectly with everything you just said is um, con- just considering the size of, community i keep or not community because you could be a part of a big community Mm -hmm. but the circle i choose to keep and yeah it's really just like you're one of my oldest friends Mm -hmm. that i still have i i I want that circle to be quality people as opposed to just like quantity quantity i could care less like how many people i kick it with or no i'd rather just have quality people that have the same values want to uphold each other, support mm-hmm. each other down to talk about anything, not shut each other down, not con- try to control conversation. Right. That's all the shit I've learned in life completely bothers me because it's so stagnant and it just delays all journey. Mm. It delays everything. It doesn't, you, you people can think that they're just like, I'm going to, I'm going to really hold, hold this back. You're not holding anything back. It's all moving at the speed it's going to move. Right. You're just delaying your own 
realization of that. Right, right. That's all it is. Yeah. So, I don't know. Get at it, you know, whatever the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you just have to literally fucking try. <laughs> just fucking try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whether it's like a passion, your relationships, you know what I mean? And you just, some people, so many people in this world cannot fucking even try. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I have people in my life that, are going to be the way they are to the fucking day they die. Right. You know what I mean? And I've heard, like, live your life with no regrets and this and that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get live, it. Live, laugh, sh- love. Yeah, you shouldn't, <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't live in the past. You know, the, whatever happened back then happened, but you have to actively change. You know right, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, and it was something that I've seen, like, you, you know, seemingly, you know, becoming a father, which is the most fucking mind-blowing, fucked-up, beautiful experience on earth because it throws all ego out the window yeah if you're not a piece of shit you know it should affect you (laughs) it should affect you right right? yeah and it's affected me deeply you know Mm -hmm. many times at this point um there's there's rarely a conversation i have with my kids where i'm not like i'm fucking i'm a different animal apparently you know what i mean right uh, and my kids have made me way more loving you know yeah um, but it's just, it, people are not willing to try, dude. It's really weird, you know? Yeah. Um, no matter what it is, you know? It, sometimes even when my kids, or not kids, but because my son doesn't really talk yet, but uh, when my daughter will say something like smart to me, uh-huh. in my head, I'm like, I'll think of my old self. Right. And right. I'm like, damn, like, I'm just eat, going to eat shit right now because <laughs> my old self would have gotten crazy about yeah. this. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know? Yeah. But uh, they train you to kind of like reconsider your limitation in thought. Yeah. Yeah. And if if you're paying attention. Yeah. If you're trying to live in the moment, trying to live in the present. You and, know I mean? and get better at shit. Yeah. With and, even just being a person. Yeah. If you're, yeah. Yeah, if you're trying. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But that's that's where like it's the buck stops for a lot of people. Fucking they, they can't. Yeah. They can't try. My kid doesn't fucking talk to yeah. me like that. You know like, what I mean? No one talks to me like that. Like some people have really crazy like hard lines all yeah. around them where... You, you, and then you find out you're constantly crossing them by just talking sometimes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> by just well, being. Yeah. Even like Mike Bronson last night, like we were watching um, that. There's that new show, The Last of Us. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's an HBO show. It's based off a video game. It's like a zombie game. Okay. Um, really fucking intense. Like really cool. The whole storyline is cool. It's basically a zombie movie uh, for anyone that hasn't seen it yet. Um, but the the way it was started was through cordyceps through mu- like fungus a like infected fungus gets into the human like mm-hmm. a human and turns them into zombies essentially okay and it gets way beyond that they turn into like crazy fucking monsters and shit hijacking yeah it's it's really weird like like uh you know those fungus that like will take over an ant or a wasp sure, yeah, and, yeah. And, and like literally control them you or know become I mean? like uh make them like chew off their own tongue yeah or something shit and like then, that yeah. yeah yeah so we were watching the show and it's pretty gnarly and Bronson, you know, who's all of maybe four next, he's turning four this week, actually, on Thursday. Um, he go, <laughs> there's a part where this lady is on, it's like a doctor's inspecting the first patient, right? Uh-huh. And she cuts open this leg where the bite is and then fucking looks in the mouth and these fucking like mushroom fungus grow out of his mouth. And he goes, we got emergency. He's all, there's fucking snakes in her mouth. <laughs> it's just like, you know, and it's just, he dropped a full F bomb. Yeah, like, yeah. 
with like the panic of like someone has to do something about and this. that's like, perfect usage too yeah <laughs> and, but it was like you know so many people would have been like and i don't let my kids cuss that much but like he is the most unique little human i've ever fucking met more so than the other two kids who are also the most unique humans and like you know your natural inclination is to squash that you know what i mean right you know most of us it's like fuck you can't you know you can't do that you know censor all these things and it's like dude i can't this kid is gonna feel the fact that he saw that and he was like we got an emergency there's fucking snakes in her mouth dude right and it's totally what a wild thing to see you know yeah and it just cracked me up being like oh fuck that fuck that bitch or saying something crazy where it's like no 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 no. don't be that's harsh that's angry right but that's not even about the words that's just like anger yeah. and that that's really all it is yeah yeah it's it, it's really weird man um i wanted to say though yeah. so on top of being an incredible musician you're a great artist i know you're not tattooing right now right yeah. we kind of talked about it last time right. the pandemic really fucked up your whole perspective on it right yeah, I just not. I didn't want to juggle blood plasma and ink on a mask <laughs> while I'm trying to work with someone. Right. I, I don't want to breathe like that while I'm working that long. Right. So I just was like, I got to do something else. Um. Yeah. That and also dealing with people and their I, and that's something quote, I hear unquote cool tattoo ideas. That's that's something <laughs> I hear from a lot of tattooers, dude. I just the, didn't dealing with shit. people yeah. is the hardest part of it, you know. Yeah. Um. Because they bring you a piece of art and. And you're like, this is literally someone else's tattoo. Like, yeah. What well, I'm not doing that, dude. Or they yeah. think they're on like one of those tattoo Miami Ink shows. Sure. So they're like, <laughs> oh, the God. reason I'm getting a heart is because it's like, hey, there's no camera here. You don't have to tell me. I yeah. don't care. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is, dude. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's and it's. I remember when tat- all tattoos had to have meanings. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. So dumb. <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah. But you're not tattooing anymore. But you're still doing a lot of art, right? So. Um, your Instagram is levels below, right? And that's levels where, and, below. And so tell me, tell us about the like the site that you've launched a little bit, you know? Um, yeah, with the blogs, posts, and the writing and the art and all that. So I just needed like a catch-all home base for everything because mm-hmm. with the way it seems like social media and blogs and online stuff develops, and I'm not like fully that guy, you know? Yeah. Um, it. It's like in my head, there's stuff every scattered everywhere, so right. I needed to clean it up. So I have a website now, and it's got direct. It's a, like a directory to buy art, prints, originals, find music. Mm-hmm. Um, I have writings on there, some uh, blog blog stuff I've done, mm-hmm. and then I've got a directory to my latest venture, which is like oh, since last summer, like I said, I've just kind of been really trying to focus on lifestyle right and i don't mean that in that like trendy way i mean truly like trying to unite mind body and spirit right and not fight and work against the flow and vibe of this world but instead make friends with it every part of it and that is uh, like what i you can call it a fitness journey or whatever but it's like i look at it as health and being right so that is um also you can find stuff on that on there LB health and being is on Instagram mm-hmm. and I'm just basically sharing my journey of things I learn and what I'm figuring out. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, Cause I see you're doing a lot of work. You're, you've been focusing on your health a lot. I mean, cause yeah. you've always been a, a, in a, a, what I would call a fit guy. You've never, I've never seen you chunky or fat or, you know, but we talked previously about just feeling like shit, drinking too much, 
fucking yeah. eating dog shit. You know what I mean? I, and, I worked hell on my gut over right, my whole life. Right. Just not never doing it right is right. the best way to put it. But yeah, now uh, I've been trying to actually. I mean, when in my twenties and thirties, you couldn't sit me down and talk to me about nutrition. Sure, I didn't yeah. care. I was like, I would make fun of you while I ate an AM PM <laughs> right, cheese right. dog, yeah, yeah. which is really making fun of myself right, back right. then because joke was on me. My gut just like yeah ended up burning a hole through things, and yeah. so I had to really reconsider everything. And I think I've been intuitively and with some help from people who know more than me, mm-hmm. uh, I've been able to come pretty far. It, it, in how I feel every day, waking up, not right. dreading life or simple things. Right. I remember yeah. like... Well, hang hang tight one yeah, sec. Yeah. Let me get this. Yeah. Hey, kid. Hey, did you get my text? Yeah, do you want me to take the bus, though? Well, yeah, what time does the bus leave? 3.30. Uh, yeah, you're probably going to have to take the bus home. Okay, that's fine. I'm sorry. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'll see you at home. Love you. Bye. Bye. Sorry, dude. No worries. I had to tell the kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, but when I've I've been watching your, like, workouts and stuff, do you have an actual regiment, like, that you're doing? What can you run? Because here's, here's where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. I've been a fat dude my whole life. Mm. I've lost over 80 pounds three times now. Mm. And I've gained it all fucking back three times now, uh-huh. right? The food thing for me is the problem. Mm-hmm. I cannot, I can manifest Anything I want, I've done all the music, I've done the, you know, anything I really put my mind to, I can absolutely do it. The food is the thing for me. Sure. You know what I mean? So um, it's always, you know, I've done the diets, I've done keto, I've done everything. But what happens is I do really well and my metabolism, my body immediately goes back to packing fucking food again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even if I stay away and stay clean, I will instantly, unless I'm living off a thousand calories a day, Mm -hmm. I will instantly start gaining weight again. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to have to go. I really think I'm going to have to do a solid fucking year Mm -hmm. of, of no drinking, Mm -hmm. like very little at all. Yeah. And really watching my shit to get my body to fucking change. That's all it is. It's really what it is. You know, it's, there's no secret. Or magic trick to any of it. Yeah. Um, the one misconception I had for a long ass time was being vegan is like the most healthy thing to oh, ever God. do. It's so not good. And it, <laughs> it's so bad. When I <laughs> first, when I reintroduced yeah. protein back into my diet, I was already like going to the gym. Uh, mm-hmm. I had taken a break. This is back a few years ago. Yeah. But um, I was going to the gym at the time, and I had it recently introduced protein to my diet. Right. I was like, holy shit, I can go three times longer at the gym. You really, you really it was felt a the difference. true huh? difference. Yeah, really. In is. energy, sus- sustenance, or whatever, you know, sustainability. But yeah. I, uh, I, I think for me personally, I'm a very strong advocate for like, okay, so I've had to work out things that agree with my stomach mm-hmm. because I was so harsh on my stomach. And in that venture, I've, learned what's the worst for your stomach sure and one thing i've realized is okay here if anyone wanted to clean up their diet immediately today uh, everybody's different every but this is what i think is the same for everyone okay it's a bold statement but here's what i (laughs) here we go i'm gonna do it (laughs) everyone should immediately stop eating and i don't feel like uh uh you know uh activist about this or anything i'm just saying if you wanted to do this anybody for yourself no processed foods no wheat 
no gluten, mm-hmm. no sugar, no no alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I say that as someone who lets it leak into my diet here and there. Mm-hmm. But if I want to be truly honest, no alcohol would be the thing. Right. Uh, no uh, breads. Right. No tortillas. Stay away <laughs> from processed dairies, yeah. cheese, and things like that. Switch from butter to ghee. Uh, uh, on and then aside from all of that, making sure you still get your greens in right every day. I I think do that with like a green like a Schultz green powder kind yeah, of thing. Green shake. Yeah. Ag one. Get the job greens, done. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And then the main thing is one at least if you're just like trying to chill and be a normal human in life. Uh, I think around a gram and a half of lean protein mm. for every pound of body weight you have right. isn't essential. You can up that if you're like trying to uh, gain muscle or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. but it's somewhere between that and like 1.75 is like the what people like kind of right. talk about right. a lot. But lean protein, uh eating less and lifting weights and exercising and getting right. movement, sunlight and water in the beginning of your day, all that stuff is like yeah. That that's it. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, and I listen to a lot of Andrew Huberman. You know what I mean? And he's amazing. He's a huge proponent of sunlight in the morning, which I get every day. Yeah. Um, but something that actually I tried the other day because uh, he talks about sunlight in your eyes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. if those of you who don't know Andrew Huberman, he's an incredible fucking uh, sci- scientist. Um, does a really crazy podcast. He's been on all of them, but he is a huge proponent. He's a professor in, too. He's a professor at Stanford. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's insane. But he he's like, as soon as you can in the morning, get at least 10 minutes of actual sunlight in your eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, I'm not telling you to stare at the sun, but angle your eyes at the direction of the sun. Sure. And what it does is it wakes up. <clears throat> it tells everything in your body, mm-hmm. it is time to wake up and start moving. Right. Right. And, it, and I tried it the other day because I work in the sun mm-hmm. every fucking day. Sure. And I did it the other day, and I was feeling real out of it. Uh-huh. And I really sat there like an asshole, like Trump looking at the fucking eclipse, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I fucking let that sun get in my eyes, man. Yeah. And about fucking twenty minutes later, I had this wild burst of energy. Sure, that I really like haven't had in a long time. You know what I mean? I Definitely. thought, man, the fucker, man. Even though I work in the sun every day, yeah, you know, I'm outside. But from, to get it, you know, early first, early, thing. yeah. And I do get it early because yeah, I work yeah. outside. You know oh I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get it mm-hmm. all fucking day. But to get it actually in your eyes, like he was describing, oh, I see, I see. Yeah. It was a totally different animal, man. almost like sun gazing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You kind of off to the side a little bit, but your eyes are watering. You're like, right. fuck, dude, it's hard. But it was really weird, like the burst of energy I got after I did that. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like all those little incremental things. Because when you talk about all the things you shouldn't be eating, mm-hmm. you know, it's so hard. It sounds so hard, right? And I've done the keto thing. And once I get into keto, I feel mm-hmm. great. And you're not hungry and you're fucking fine. Yeah. You know, the problem is, is that as soon as you eat one bad thing, mm-hmm. it goes all out the window. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, it's like... We, we get faced with, uh, we're at the nexus of like, am I going to make the, do it one more time and slowly create a pattern? Right. Or was right. that just like, do I have the discipline to like stay away from it now? And right. that was like a cheat meal. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, like that, I don't know, that's the eternal struggle, even for myself with things. I, I think breastfeeding is 
uh, what fucks it up for everybody because <laughs> what do you mean? because what? <laughs> we're taught at the very beginning of life right that uh-huh. like if you cry you're upset you're angry whatever uh-huh. or <laughs> exiting the amniotic fluid from the womb and all of a sudden you're in this like gravitational <laughs> field that's like pulling on your joints and ligaments and we're like what what do we do to comfort that it's always food mm-hmm. and so from the beginning we learned that if we're angry food is the yeah, way to go. Yeah. And I think people never really lose anger in in life. We all have yeah. it to some degree. Um, I've I've totally vibed on what you were saying about how you were angry when you were younger. Oh, so I, angry. I was angry too. I'm I, still angry now. I'm I, angry right now, dude. Same. And I think <laughs> obviously we've just like learned how to <laughs> yeah. manage it. A better, you know. Yeah. yeah. Although I did punch a nice dent in the fucking freezer the other day. Yeah, you know. You know? <laughs> and I don't do that. I'm not a wall puncher. Yeah, yeah. But I had something happen. This fucking credit card company is like trying to sue me. Yeah. Like for some bullshit amount too. And I fucking got on the phone with this bitch. You know, at some, like, uh, some fucking, I don't know, some bill collector, lawyer fucking thing. I basically was like, well, you should fucking kill yourself. You know, <laughs> is what I said to her on the phone. And yeah, yeah. I felt bad for saying that, but I also kind of meant it, you know. And then yeah. I fucking walked in here. And I have no idea what came over me, but I punched a fucking giant dent in the fridge. No one was around. No one saw it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, still, it sneaks up on me. And I'm not the guy that punches walls. Yeah, I don't yeah. freak out and do that shit ever. You know what I mean? But that one fucking pissed me off, dude. And I just went, fuck. And I <laughs> Dude, that's I felt man like shit. Such an idiot the second I did it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just being a man. Yeah, it's being a man. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I was like, motherfucking thousand dollars. I knew this kid when I was younger, <laughs> back in the early days when I first like met Jeff and John. And, mm-hmm. and uh he he first got his driver's license when me and him start hanging out, this mm-hmm. kid, this other kid. And he would co- drive to Burbank a lot mm-hmm. to hang out. And he uh we call str- every street like the wrong name. So Magnolia was like Mongolia. Oh god! If it was Alameda, he'd call it Alameda. But he also had a horrible sense of direction. He'd get lost, <laughs> and he would call me from payphones and be like, "Because we're talking like early 2000s." So right, he'd yeah. call me from a payphone and be like, "I'm lost again." And so if this kid said he's on his way, 15 mm. minutes away, you knew like in, within the next three to five hours he'd be there. <laughs> And he called yeah. me this one day, and he was like, "Mike, I'm at Mongolia and Alameda," and I was like, "Those streets don't even cross, dude. Like, I don't know what you're talking about." And he was like, "I, I said," and I literally said, "If you get lost again, pull over to the side and just kill yourself." <laughs> and yeah. a, a week later, oh, no. he tried to kill oh, himself, no. not dude. because of that, but yeah, like but something help, else. Right? I, yeah. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like. Oh, Shit, dude. I wonder what else like, he would, what uh, he would have done if I wouldn't have given him that oh my God. fifth idea. Uh, you're like the third person that said it to him that week, dude. And that's the fucking problem with being a fucking man, dude. You just, yeah. you know, and being angry. You know what I mean? You just get fucking pissed. But uh, what are you doing for workout regiment? Are you actually doing? I know you're doing kettlebells. Are you doing working out five days a week, six days a week? What are um, you doing? I tend to do seven days a week. You do to yeah, something to some degree. The lightest I've. The new standard I've been trying to establish for myself over this mm-hmm. past week uh, wh- is basically just an hour and a half on the treadmill. I don't like a lot of high impact on my joints. Okay. I my, I don't like the way my knees feel when I run. It just right. feels like I shouldn't be running. Mm-hmm. So personally, I like to walk really fast mm-hmm. um, with a nice incline. And then I do that for an hour and a half at least. 45 minutes into it for my last 45 minutes, every five minutes I'll do 10, I'll get off the treadmill, 10 squats, 
10 push-ups, 25 sit-ups. Oh, okay. So I like to do that for 45 minutes every five minutes. And um, that feels like a nice, juiced, energized way to start the day. And I've kind of been looking at that as cardio, even though that's kind of a workout. But I I really feel like that's cardio. And then in the afternoon, if I I have the juice, I'll go back and work out in my garage. And if I don't, then I'll throw it into the afternoon. And if it gets to the afternoon and I'm like damn, I feel kind of sore. It seems kind of like a fucked up idea to lift Mm -hmm. weight with my shoulders right now. Then I won't do it and I'll throw it off to the next day. So everything's very intuitive, but it's not only that. I do a lot of research online, um, but that's kind of what I've established for myself. Right. I don't like to be too by the book and everything has to be exactly here and there. I drive myself kind of crazy with that. Um, but yeah, I, I try to meet my protein, lean protein standards, mm-hmm. stay away from refined carbs, right? seed oils, all that stuff. But, uh, I will do an English muffin mm. with some like ghee and almond butter. Mm-hmm. And in addition to like maybe a protein shake or something like that for like a morning sure, thing sure. when I'm like, because I don't like to eat too early. I'd rather I don't like eating before ten thirty eleven. Oh, okay. Um, if I can make it till twelve, I'll do that, and then I give myself an eight hour window to eat. Right. So that kind of. So you do a lot of intermittent fasting, essentially. Intermittent fasting. Yeah. I try to yeah. do like a into this is. I know people would laugh at this. That really have a like way of tracking their caloric intake right, every day, right. but I try to do like an intuitive caloric deficit every few days. Okay. With myself. And that it seems to be helping on it, yeah. It kind of keeps things feeling normal. But the reason I laugh, or I say people would laugh if they heard that, is because you can't really keep good track intuitively. No, you have to kind of track. You, it you have to use yeah. something. Yeah. But I, I'm very, I, I, I think making food and cooking is bullshit. I really <laughs> hate doing it. And luckily, I have an awesome woman who makes all our food and cooks a bunch. Yeah, yeah. But when I have to do it, it's very functional. It's like open can of tuna, cook one egg, throw egg on tuna. Right. Put sauerkraut on egg. Just eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, am yeah. I still full? Okay, English muffin. Right. Okay, right. now I'm good. Yeah. So it's very like simple. I don't, I don't like complicated meals or yeah, complex yeah. ingredients. Yeah, it's just like so that. weird. It's just a thing you got to get in, you know, you have to build into slowly. And that that's always been my problem is I go hard, hard, hard for mm-hmm. three months and then it's fucking all bets off. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I did it, dude. I got down to like fucking 220 or whatever. I'm normal. I run around at like, I think I'm fucked close to 260 right now mm-hmm. you know what i mean i've always carried my weight well yeah yeah but i still when i get down to like 200 pounds i feel so much better and i think i'll never get that fat again and then fucking here you go <laughs> you know yeah no like, i understand it's crazy dude you know and then you got the kids you're trying to feed them decent shit they're protesting so now you're making them nuggets and then you're fucking you know now you're trying to make yourself some food and now you spend right. two and a half hours in the fucking kitchen then you got to think about lunch tomorrow, and you're like, "God damn it, dude!" It's just I finish such a all my daughter's food for yeah. leftovers. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. I try to make her eat it all, but if she doesn't, I'm like, oh, and then I go eat oh, it. Dude, and now, as my son's growing and he's starting to eat solids, I'm like, "Damn it!" Now there's gonna be like two meals. To clean <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. What are you guys doing to <laughs> yeah. me? Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare, dude. Um, so with the uh, artwork and stuff, I was just thinking about mm. this. There's always some sort of a theme to it. Is there a, an overall theme to like the ethos of what you're putting out or 
I mean, I know we kind of talked about like, I, you know, I got really into hermetic wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, kind of some esoteric shit. I was like, after I left Christianity, I went, I was like a Rosicrucian for a while, cool. which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a lot of like intuition, shit mm-hmm. like that. A lot of weird meditation. There's some swords. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a bandmate that was really into it and, and she's fucking, she's awesome. You know Did you I mean? do any of those like meetings? No, they, like, I didn't do did the, the solstice stuff. No, or, I didn't uh, do the meetings. I just did the stuff that they would send you. you know oh, cool. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a lot of meditation and writing. That's and, cool. You know, and it was cool, but um, is there an overall theme, like an ethos to what you have going on as far as the mind goes? I definitely um, like the natural laws mm-hmm. from hermetic wisdom. Right. Uh, Hermes Trismegistus. I know. I, I love all that it's stuff. so good, dude. And uh, it, it that kind of, it, I think, is an underlying substrate of everything I kind of do. Even right. Even why I like to work out and why I think of anything the way I do. It's just... It, it, I always bounce it back off of those natural laws mm-hmm. and it's, it, they always back it up constantly. Mm-hmm. So that's rad. And I think, uh, the concept of like, everything is born of things like, and, so you got this aggregate solid, this earth, but it's in a solar system of other aggregate solids. And then you come, you zoom in and, it's got all of these like life forms on mm-hmm. it and they're all interacting and none of that really means anything until you zoom in further. And then if you zoom in the furthest to like within the body and you experience it from such a small perspective right? and, and define everything around, then it's like, uh, it, it starts painting the picture of what's manifested as the world as we look at it. Right. Where it's like, uh, you know that's a that's a this and this is a that and you can't do that you have to do this what do you mean you've never done this that all that is just things that are um unimportant and so i think that's how i would describe the paintings is like what's birthing mm. and later as an artifact of what birthed you might find where we are now but I try to kind of look more back to that womb-like place mm. for the paintings. Uh, there's always some. That's more what's inspiring for me to like sit down and paint and draw. Mm-hmm. But uh, that instant, like that instant feeling, that thought that uh, we are all fucking connected, big right? time. I mean everything. Everything it, is connected. You know what I mean? Like truly. And um, what's the the Kabbalian, you know, like mm-hmm. the main thing is all is mind. All is the mind. The universe right. is mental. Right. That's kind of like that I, I I snagged that and I use that in a lot of my like right. videos with the health and being stuff. Mm-hmm. Just because it's so it's so true. That's mm-hmm. all everything is. Mm-hmm. And it it can get it gets weird and strange when it, it's like uh no, I'm a body. I'm just this. I'm mm. just this thing. And also, you don't know my story. You don't know my narrative. Right, right. Let me tell that's, you a little bit about my life. That's where the ego is again. Right? That is such a weird place yeah. to sit and stay. It is, yeah. Because it, everyone yeah. needs to be special. Mm-hmm. We all need to be a little special. We all need to be a little unique, even though we're all in the same fucking box on the same spinning rock in this fucking planet. Yeah. We all, you know, because there is, I mean, maybe it's a, an American thing, but... Um, you know, there's an absolute need for people to be unique and heard, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is the fucking internet has given everyone a fucking voice that 
not everyone needs one, you know, including myself, who's running a fucking podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, everyone wants to feel like they're a special little fucking being. Socially connected. Right. You know and what I mean? The, w- the weird market that we have for social connection now is you have to have a bunch of likes or, or followers, followers yeah. or... Um, what crowd are you plugged into? What's your scene? Mm-hmm. What genre are you? This, that, right. the other thing. Like, uh, how many listeners or subscribers do you have? All that stuff is like a new market for social connection. And we all have that uh, ontologically hardwired in us where right. it's like, we just want to be socially connected. Mm-hmm. It's a weird filter that we do it through now. Yeah. For sure. It's really weird. I don't get it. Here's what I'm I wanted trying. to pick your brain about. So with all this, like, there's so much more understanding now, Mm. right? About, especially like the ancient thoughts, like the ancient, like the hermetic wisdom, all the, even the, you know, with like what's happening where they're realizing now that the advanced civilization that we thought we knew 6,000 years ago, the Mm. Egypt, Egyptians were not even fucking close to the first advanced human civilizations have you seen any of that graham hancock shit yeah it's pretty incredible they're finding Mm -hmm. shit that's upwards of a hundred thousand years old these places that are wildly advanced they're Mm -hmm. under fucking lidar you know they're finding them in the in the congo and the amazon all kinds of shit um but those hermetic like those ancient teachings are becoming so much more prevalent now like Mm -hmm. do you see do you see a time where people really reject like this portion because I'm seeing it a bit in my kids. My kids are not nearly concerned about social media as, as much as I, I am. Uh, about you know what I mean? Like, reject this portion. Like rejecting the portion? like the the fucking tropes that we have built into this system that we live in now. Mm-hmm. The the striving for acceptance and mm-hmm. love and all these things and, mm-hmm. and, and avenues that will not get it. Like I'm seeing a lot of people like especially with my kids with like mental health, like mm-hmm. they're so much more in tune with themselves and their minds and how their bodies work than I ever was at their age. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so I often wonder like, is this a cyclical thing? Are we going to be going into a, 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 almost like a resurgence of that old type of fucking thinking where, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mind, body and spirit are very important again. You know, I, I, I personally think that I hear you loud and clear. I think they're, uh, the way we've developed or evolved over time, it now, the appearance it's taken on is silly and stupid. Yeah. And now here come these kids, right? Yours, mine, uh, our family's kids. And they see, see it. They don't see it in its like developmental stage. They don't like... Y- you ever try to play like a 1950s video or something, you know, sure. or a, something older to a kid yeah. or show much manufacturing plant of cars or whatever? Yeah. They don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they're, they're looking at the silliest, stupidest appearance sure. that w- everything we've ever worked for has ever taken on. Right. And they're basically like, you're not selling me. On right. this. You're make you're not a good salesman on your yeah, own I shit. Can see that. And that's like personally why why yeah. religion didn't work on me and right, why right. the you rebelled in your own way. Mm-hmm. It's like people weren't able to sell their own shit to you. Mm. They weren't own, they didn't make it look good. Mm-hmm. And I think the industrialized civilization that like has evolved so much where it's like blue collar workers and right. you know the thing the way we've grown up where Yeah. 
it 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 is kind of falling apart and they're mm-hmm. seeing that and they're like hard sell not working right and yeah. so they the only other thing that it's almost like kids already start off as all mind a little bit yeah i mean until we're like no that's not yours yeah. hey no i'm papa no 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 that's wrong that's bad that's mm-hmm. this that's that until we start spelling it out to them and taking away that the allness yeah yeah you know we're yeah. like no you're just you yeah. you're my kid you're yeah. not everything. Yeah. Like, and yeah, if yeah. they said that to us, we'd be like, "What are you talking about?" No, motherfucker, get a job. And then you talk know, to me. Yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. we, we've yeah. kind of, in a way, yeah. we've done it to ourselves. Oh, we have for sure. Yeah. But... And I mean that for like on a globe. Like, I don't like to speak globally, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's as as a white guy in America, you're speaking globally. Right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, if I was in Nigeria, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have them binding by hand to get cobalt for your phone. Exactly. You know? Yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's just weird because it's so weird because I see so many people digging in to the past to find out that there were these. We've had it figured out multiple fucking times, Mm -hmm. at least seemingly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the past was so gnarly, you know, even back in the fucking great eras. You know, Egypt, slaves, you know, the whole deal. It's all horrendous. Yeah. But the teachings and the fucking understanding of, like, the energy and fucking vibration and all Mm -hmm. these things that are coming out, like, now, you know, it's like, dude... People were doing shit like this years and years and hundreds and thousands of years ago. You know what I mean? Right. And we're we're just now in 2023 starting to figure out fusion reactors. You know what I mean? Whereas it's very possible the Egyptians were fucking humming frequencies and picking stones up and moving them. You sure. know what I mean? Like, like the Tibetan magic, monks or fucking magic. You yeah, know what I mean? moving boulders yeah. and stuff. Yeah. No, totally. Sound and vibration have such a like crazy relationship. It's weird. And dude. if you bring it up to most people, they're like, "Oh God, here we go." I know. Yeah, you want to just yeah. It's hit like well, this is hippie. Yeah, and this is why we can't move boulders anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you don't want to fucking talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, and I watched a video of a dude, and it fucking really blew my mind. This dude had a didgeridoo, <laughs> and it was a big giant piece of flint, like uh-huh. flint stone. Um, you know, like that fucking obsidian. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. And he hit this frequency, and that fucking thing was vibrating and circling around in the air. Whoa. And I went, whoa, that's fucking cool. You know what I mean? Because it is very true. Like, there's that. I don't, do you remember that band, The Cancer Conspiracy? No. It was a really killer instrumental band in like the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. And they were a band called The Cancer Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It was like a, in that whole fucking post punk, you know, instrumental shit that was going on. The Slint Days. Yeah, stuff yeah. Like that. For sure. Um, but. And it was the first time I'd ever heard of it. I thought, what the fuck's a cancer conspiracy? So I'm, I'm like looking it up, and their record came with this letter from a doctor mm-hmm. that and explained what it was. Like the cancer conspiracy was the fact that in the fucking 80s, they were figuring out that you could use sound frequency to explode cancer cells, mm-hmm. like disintegrate them, right? Mm-hmm. And the doctor that discovered it was totally fucking murdered. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like a who killed the electric car thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so this band started this band, and it wasn't anything besides a crazy name, but this doctor felt so compelled by even them using the name to write them this letter saying, like, the, even the subject of your name mm-hmm. got people murdered. You know wow. what I mean? Because, like, they had this shit figured out yeah. multiple times, and it was just like, nope, because there's no fucking 
there's no money in cure. Right. There's only money in fucking treatment. You sure. know what I mean? Return clientele. Um, but it's just like we're I feel like the world is starting to figure these like very important things out again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I just trip at like what you know, I'm a bit of a futurist. Like I want mm-hmm. this place to be cool. You yeah. Know? And I trip like thinking there is going to be rockets going to Mars and people, if they can fucking figure out, they might be able to vibrate shit in the air with fucking frequencies. You know I know. What I mean? And it's this this dive into the ancient past that we had it figured out, dude, at one point, multiple sure. times probably, you know? I think there's some people that still know. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's even like a forgotten technology completely. I think no. it's just not let on to the public. Sure. Yeah. And... uh it's it does seem like a path of rediscovery, mm-hmm. not discovery. Yeah, that's what gets me excited. You yeah, know what I mean, that, like when I see my like, kids, we've like, done this before. We've we've done this. Dude. Yeah, like, we've been here before. It feels like weirdly, oddly familiar. Mm-hmm. It's really odd, you know. I don't know, but maybe it's just because of the shit that I've been into. You know what I mean? The yeah, alchemy, hermetic wisdom, all that shit. It's like it's not so foreign to me. Like when I hear that shit, I do think, ha ha ha, hippie. But I also yeah. know that there's some really deep truths to that stuff, you know? One thing that was very convicting to me was <clears throat> I had this experience with a buddy. We were on acid. Mm. And I, it, it was like, I, I just remember having all, all audio and all visual, but I was looking at my body across the room. Oh, weird. So yeah. standing in the bathroom, like an outer body looking experience. in the mirror, but then I was looking at my body mm. that was looking in the mirror. But I still had all the audio and visual, and I was like, whoa, I don't even need that thing to keep having this. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that was very like uh, – th- there was this other moment where the next morning he was like, oh, man, I wish uh, you would have gone on that hike with me. Right. And I was like, I did. He's like, no, you were in the bathroom. You, lay- you-, you were on the bathroom floor. And I was like, no, 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 dude. I was like, you went – and I described through a 17-building really? complex where he went, the chain link fence he went over, and how he sat on the curb and cried. And he literally was like, what the fuck? And tears started rolling down his face. He was like, how did you know that? I was like, I was with you. Wow. It was, I don't know, was I actually physically with him? And we both think I was back here. But I remember like hovering over him kind of thing. Wow, that's weird, man. That So whatever that was, I don't know. There's shit in this world that you can access that's not fucking, you know. In yeah, our perception. You know what I mean? For For sure. sure. Mushrooms have uh, another time was just like realizing i remember i was like trekking mm-hmm. in this like it felt like a purple desert mm-hmm. and while i was out there i all i remember was feeling like all everything i've ever come from was right there with me mm. trekking with me and i remember like kind of crying in that moment and i looked at someone i was like all my ancestors are here right now <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt so like yeah. there is no a, alone is a super dumb idea right the right. only real alone you can do that's not even real is you can physically socially isolate yourself which is super uh, i just heard a thing somebody was saying today that they just did this study and they found that social isolation and like not being um social with other people mm-hmm. or going out has the equivalent on your health as smoking half a pack of cigarettes a day. Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Which is crazy because it's like, yeah. man, so many people think like, oh, that could never be the same. Or uh, like, there's nothing wrong with being alone. Right. And they'll kind of live that lifestyle. Oh, sure. I live a very lonely, I'm very lonely, or I just right. little old me. And I think that's so, I've never seen it do any favors for anybody. Yeah. 
you no, know we've sure. all known somebody like that every homie that's ever slipped into being a hermit shit goes south pretty it's quick we- yeah it's weird i mean to live a lonely life sucks you know what i mean um and and see absence of, uh rosie one of rosie's uh my wife mm-hmm. um she had a really killer professor in college and and he asked her everyone in the class a question right mm-hmm. one day he said what is the only um feeling that every single human on earth can feel you know what i mean like what is the one thing that everyone shares mm-hmm. right and all these people had all these things and and the major one was everyone said love mm-hmm. right and he was like no there's people that have never grown up never seen love never experienced it it's the only the only feeling the only actual true feeling that everyone has felt is pain you know wow. what I mean? Yeah. And and it fucking and and it like you know it shocked everyone because you thought about it and you mm-hmm. go, you've experienced love your whole life. You know you've had moments of it or not sure. or whatever. All these feeling happiness, fear, all these things. Pain is the only real, true ex- like feeling that every single human on this planet has felt. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like if that's our basis then we got to work really fucking hard. You know what I mean? To like not have that be the only thing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That, that everyone has felt, us. you know what I mean? Yeah, it really <laughs> yeah. is pain. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you felt loneliness. We've all felt these things, but pain is the one thing that everyone has felt at one time in their life. Sure. You know what I mean? And it's like, fuck, that's a weird truth, man. It makes you reconsider those hardcore bands. Yeah. Where it's like, damn, yeah. they were all about being united. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And they said that, but yeah. I think we know, yeah. like, the joke is they were, like, uniting only their own scene. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I hear you. Like, pain is a weird uniter. Yeah. Probably why, like, even when people are in pain in, like, a concentration camp or something crazy, you're not thinking about your personal differences, probably. No, no, I've no. never been there, but I can yeah. imagine... You're not going to be yeah. arguing about who has a nicer car. No, not at all. Dude. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah but you know, the, it, it's just a, it's a, the world's weird, man. But I, I, I remain hopeful, dude, and I really like for sure. You know, all your artwork and all your Thank music you. and all that shit, dude. I love it. You know, so hell yeah. When's the the new songs dropping? What next? February twenty first, I believe that's a Tuesday. Okay, cool. Whatever that on uh, all things, yeah. Spotify, all the iTunes, all that shit. Exactly. Nice, man. Yeah, and then follow, just go to levelsbelow.com mm-hmm. if you want to find shit. And uh, LB Health and Being nice. on Instagram. That's the other new venture, just yeah, daily man. motivation. Yeah, it's a great follow. I really appreciate you coming back for a second time, dude. I love Hopefully, seeing you, Hopefully, let's fucking pray to God this one works. Hell yeah. Otherwise, uh, it's you, and you're cursed. <laughs> and he didn't answer us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. All right, man, let's get the fuck out of here. Peace out. Late.